Tuca, do not climb that mountain of boxes. You will hurt yourself. You're clumsy and dumb. It's Barely in Topic. Podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. We're recording on a Monday night instead of a Sunday morning. Ooh, things are are weird. And I'm VA. I'm here with Jeff. Ahoy, ahoy. And Tim. Hello, hello. Nick is rehearsing for his fifteen thousand gigs this week. Got a lot of lot of stuff on his plate, so he's taking a little time off. He didn't send us anything to say, so um, what we say does not represent Nick's views. It's okay. He'll be fine. So first of all, before we get into the Bruins, I want to talk about television. Just for a minute. Okay. Tim, I did start watching Wednesday. We've only, we're only one episode in. We're taking a slow tour through this and I like it. I like it. I do. I like a lot of casting decisions. I like, I like those uniforms of the Academy. Yes. Oh my God! I want to wear those uniforms. Can I make? So I saw a teaser, and I'm, I'm in no hurry to watch it. But I did see like Louise Guzman as Gomez Adams, mm-hmm. and like it's not a casting chosen cho- choice I would have thought of. But like, I think that's inspired. I think it is very inspired. I haven't. <laughs> it seen, works. Yeah, I haven't seen too much, like I said. But I think it's a. I think it's a really good casting decision. I like that both of the kids. Um, are Latino or Latina because Same. because basically Luis Guzman obviously is uh, is Latino or Hispanic. Uh, so I like that the kids are also that that's reflected in the in the casting choices. So that's that's a good thing. And it's Tim Burton. And despite the fact that I go back and forth with Tim Burton, when he stay when, when Tim Burton is on is on, he is on. Yes. And when he is off, he is one of the worst directors working. Yeah. So like that Alice in Wonderland stuff and the um, let's see, what was it? Uh, um, the uh, yeah, well, that, that awful um, Charlie. And the yes, Factory. that's exactly what I was thinking. No, 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 no. But Sweeney Todd. That was pretty good. The, the low key awesome um, uh, Big Fish. Oh, I haven't seen Big Fish. It is like. It is. I really love that movie. I mean, I really, really love Ewan McGregor, and he's like very Ewan McGregory in it. So like that helps. <laughs> right, right. But it's 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 a very weird movie, and in a good way, like like a like a relatively reserved way. Like someone was was there to hold Tim Burton back. <laughs> mm. And of course, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I mean, classic. classic. I just saw it a couple of weeks ago during the 30 days of Halloween or 31 days of Halloween thing. Well, I, and like, of course, you know, and then and, and you have like a, Edward Scissorhands. You, know, you got Batman Returns, which is absolutely the oh. corniest superhero movie that ever has or ever will be. <laughs> Up to and including Deadpool, yes. <laughs> yeah, so like... Yeah, I I I enjoy a Tim Burton movie. It's it's true. I do. And fun fact, my my father used to call me Lydia. Cuz I was ah. I myself was strange and unusual in high school. Anyway, I I thought that was fun. Uh so anyway, yes, I I am enjoying what I've seen so far. I cannot wait to watch more. We have watched one episode of Twin Peaks since then and oh my god, it is a fucking soap opera. 
How could I not it see it? And it's like, I forgot about all of the scenes where they show people watching a soap opera. I, I was like, oh my God. Okay. I, it took me this long to put it together again, but okay, sure. And I got to tell you, okay, if you have Roku and you do not have Apple TV plus or whatever the hell it's called, this uh, right now for three months, you can get free Apple on your Roku. So that I, I bit on that offer and I started watching Ted Lasso and the first couple episodes were a little rough. Not going to lie. I, I was like, hmm, I don't see what everybody sees. And then boom. And now it's like, oh, my God, this is definitely a Bill Lawrence created show because it's very character driven and you fall in love or dislike or understand where the characters are coming from. It's just, it's Speaking great. Of Bill, Lauren, Bill Lawrence shows. We recently tried watching uh, Cougar Town and uh, neither mm, of us, you did nothing for either of us. <laughs> no. I, yeah. think, I think I got about three episodes into that. And I feel like I would be like the target audience on that. And I was like, no, no, I don't. Oh, boomers stop being so sad. He's outside the door making a bad sound. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, uh, n you know what? Not every show that he does is is a hit for everyone. So, uh, but Ted Lasso, it, it's worth it. I'm really enjoying that. And uh, I started watching Severance and I, I have no fucking idea what's going on with that show. I don't know if it's going to get better. It The first, uh, the first episode i was like oh my god this thing's an hour long please stop <laughs> but anyway um yeah so just wanted uh, to check in on the tv things and um one moment i have to attend to my dog yeah the um the other thing with uh wednesday the visual effects are really good like the visual choices are really good and I enjoy that. Like I appreciate how everything is done with that. It's a good show. I finished it <clears throat> in a few days. I think. I think it was like. I think I. I did it in like three or four days. I also started a new show, kind of. Um, it's called Murdoch Mysteries. Mm. Oh, it's on Hulu. Yeah, my parents love that. It's a. It's a um a a a CBC um. A production with the shit production values you expect of anything made person made made directly by CBC, but uh... <laughs> it, it's it's kind of neat. It's it takes place in like the eighteen. Uh, well, I've only watched two episodes, so it's like eighteen ninety or something like that. And it's just it's basically it's it's basically the dude. This dude's a detective, and he solves crimes. Um and stuff in like that. Eighteen ninety Toronto. We, <laughs> in 1890 Toronto in ways that people in 1890 Toronto don't necessarily agree with alright it's pretty well, cool though I liked it yeah yeah what I love is uh, really seriously dog what, what I love is that um, it is goth adjacent Tim who is like oh have you watched Wednesday yet like you reminded me that it existed because I had totally forgotten. Like a week ago, I made note of it and then I forgot. And then it was like Tim who's like, "Come on, you got to watch it." You know, so, I, 
I watched it in like I think it was three or four days. <laughs> um, I normally I would watch like I kind of normally when a show comes out that I'm interested in, like I usually can get it done in like a day or two if I really want to. But like with this one, I wanted to, but at the same time I didn't want the episodes to like be done. So I was like, so the like the longest I could make it last was like three or four days. Um, but it, it, I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to if there's, I assume there's going to be more. Um, I, I mean, judging by um, the critics on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that, it's actually, it's a hit with fans and their critics who generally like absolutely nothing seem to like it. So mm-hmm. it's a that. smart, it seems like a smart show. I agree with you though. It's like, uh, I know I, I'm, one, I want to say I'm proud of you for savoring it a little bit more. Okay, because I do. I know that you like to, like, you like to just binge that show and then just be like, ooh, that was great. Or, oh, that was terrible. Or whatever. Um, so you, you you took your time with it, which is great. That, that happened to me because I know, okay, I know that you were dialed into Dead to, dead to Me as well, right? Yep. Okay. So how do you feel? I mean, I like the show. I just, I'm just not sure how I feel. Okay. If that makes sense. I tried to make it last a week. I did. First of all, Netflix did this really helpful thing in not letting me see it for the first day. I guess it was just high <laughs> demand, high demand. It just, it wouldn't buffer. It wouldn't make the show available to me. And so it took like 24 hours for that to resolve itself. I could watch anything else on Netflix, but not that. I could even watch episodes from season one and two, but not season three. So, uh, yeah. So a lot of people wanted to see that show. And two, I will say that I cried. Oh, yeah, I cried. I cried. I cried. I cried. I'm still trying to make sense of the uh, the ending. I mean, it makes sense, but I'm trying to make sense of certain aspects. So I'm like, ah, oh, I mean, Christina Applegate, they did a great job of accommodating uh, her MS and, uh, you know, of course she was awesome and rock star through this and just, I'm going to miss the, I hope they, I, I mean, Christina Applegate saying that she's probably not going to do any more productions. She can't be on, uh, on set as long anymore because of her, uh, her illness basically. So, but I'm going to miss the banter because they just had such a natural, banter with each other the show was far-fetched in so many ways but like that that female friendship was delicious and wonderful i liked it were either of you watching andor <sighs> you know we got it's not very star warsy like there's no fucking space wizards <laughs> i you know what no laser swords <laughs> we we watched three episodes of that with the assurance that you know things would pop after the second episode and we watched three episodes and we're just like, I am bored. I am so bored. I just don't want to watch this. Not right now. Maybe you know I really liked it because it was kind of like the meat and potatoes of why the Empire was bad, which is something that gets kind of glossed over in everything except the Rebels children's cartoon. <laughs> in my house. This is not me. My husband watches uh uh clone wars he watches rebels he watches oh, clone wars clone wars and rebels are both amazing and like clone wars makes the makes the, the 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 prequel trilogy actually like oh right oh this is actually like 
spectacular. Too bad it took a fucking seven series. This is a seven season cartoon series that aired a decade after the last of the movies for them to make fucking sense. Mm. <laughs> right. And and the Bad Batch. We're, we have all of that going on in our house. Oh, that's real. That's good, too. Yeah, they're all they're all very good. Dave Filoni knows what he's Dave Filoni knows what he's about. <laughs> Glenn wrapped up the 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 Jedi stories there, whatever they were. And I gotta say, I'm really pumped for the upcoming Ahsoka live action TV series, also because Rosario Dawson. And, oh, know. of course. You know, her birthday <laughs> is like the day after mine. So <laughs> I love me, I love me some Rosario Dawson. I love that she's also a Taurus. So. Like me and Lizzo, okay? So it's like great. Um, all of these like fine Torian women. I love Rosario Dawson. I really do. Such a big crush on her. I can't believe. I can't believe that Cory Booker let her get away. I can't believe it. Or she him. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. But I, mean, that's I think I ultimately that may have just been entirely too huggable a couple to survive. Mm. Maybe they'll find their way back to each other. Maybe. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to Ahsoka. I like, and see, that's the thing. I, I think maybe with Andor, I'm just not ready for it, right? I'm expecting something else, but I'm never going to, I'm not watching that first episode again because I was just so bored to tears with that first episode. I was like. I, I, I will tell you, some, of, some parts of it have some of the same problems that parts of, uh, of uh, Rogue One have. Rogue One's third act is probably the best third act of any Star Wars live action Star Wars movie there is. The problem is the first two suck. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, look, I'm not saying I won't ever watch it. I'm just saying that I'm having a hard time getting through it. So, I'm going to watch it at some point later to be determined. And and there you go. But, you know, I'm I'm ready for Ahsoka. I cannot wait for that one. So, that's going to be cool. I watched all the Mandalorian. I can't wait for more. I hope there's more. No, there is. They are already filming season three, but it's going to be a while before we see it. I worry. Okay. So now that we've talked about all of that stuff and people are like, what the fuck? This is a hockey podcast. Well, yeah, we talk about a little bit, a bit of everything, but you know, we're just so happy. We're so happy that we get a lot of good things around us. Right. We get, we get good TV. I was a little disappointed by Wakanda Forever, but I mean, it was still okay. And we we have really good, uh, really good hockey team. Uh, now, let me start out first. T Nick was the guy who was right last week. Absolutely right. Bruins went two and one. The game that they lost, Florida. Didn't he say they were going to lose overtime or was that Tim? Uh, nobody said overtime. I'm gonna look. Okay, I thought it was. An, I, I I thought I thought Nick had called for an OTL. Maybe not. Let's see. This I've got it written down. Um, nope. He just called for a straight up loss from Florida. No overtime losses. Okay. Nobody did. Tim wasn't sure who the loss would be, but you know he did predict a loss. Like all three of you got two and ones. So you're all right in that respect. Just you know, Nick nailed it. And uh, everybody who participated in my poll of uh, whether or not Patrice Bergeron would get his 1,000th point in that Tampa game, congratulations. You all won. So that was really great. Yeah. So let's talk about those games. Now, 
in all fairness, I'm going to say that I only actually watched one game this week with the second game on in the background as I prepared for Thanksgiving. The Canes game being interrupted by my dog needing a walk really bad. So, yeah, last week was a little bit rough for me, guys. Just I had a stomach bug. Mm. That's just not what you want just before Thanksgiving. So everything got screwed up. But anyway, it all worked out really well in the end. Let's talk about that Tampa game. Wow. Vasilevsky looked, uh, he looked so mortal. Mortal. Yeah, I was going to say human. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I get it. All goalies can be or can look invincible until they just kind of lose that invincibility. I I can't believe it. I mean, the Bruins scored five goals on them, which is almost unheard of. Now, granted, two of them were were power play goals, but that's not bad. Goals are goals. The, the three of the goals were three of the goals were at even strength. Like, <laughs> yeah, Marshy got his first even strength. Um, uh, uh, his first even strength goal there. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, he's been having a hard time doing stuff even strength. Yeah, uh, Creechy. Creechy is on a run right now. Oh, it's a good time for him to heat up. It really is. Like, like Krejci is, 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 is third in the team in goals. This is like a, some deep playoff run shit. Well, you probably need And I don't mean 2019, but the other two were the other two. Only all, like Because the, the, the 2011 and 2013 runs are really the only time he's ever shown significant goal scoring prowess in his career. And here we are. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, those two goal, uh, those two final runs, they, he knew, I mean, he had the the complement of players, the same complement of players, right? Didn't he have Luch- uh, yes. yeah, Lucic and uh, Horton? So that'll kind of make you a little more consistent. Uh, now, now we have the the checkmates, which I enjoy. I enjoy that line with Zaka and Pasta and Krejci. And but you know, Krejci's doing it like I mean, uh, you know, his his the first goal that the Bruins scored was Krejci in that game, and it he got assists from McAvoy and Grizz, which is great. Love seeing the defense jump in. Now Lindholm's having a quiet time right now, and that's fine. Let other people play and have a good time. I mean, Krejci, jeez, okay, it seemed like he had more points that night than he did, but you know, he had a couple uh, goals. In one of the other games this week, right? So, oh uh, yeah, he he had two he had two goals against um uh, against the Canes. Yeah, ah, uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So it's like, look, I I don't care where you get them. Just score the goals. Score all of them. Score five goals. I love five goal games. So great. I mean, a lot of different a lot of different scores this game, game too. You know, um, spread it around. It makes you more go- dangerous. I was gonna say it was a five uh, five goal game and uh, and only uh, players with two points with more than one point were Krejci, McAvoy, and Brosk. Everyone else that got on the they got that got points in some way got only got the ones. So that's uh, that's a lot of diversity there. It Everyone's is, doing the thing. It is it it's it's a team sport being played by a team with everybody just sharing 
in the scoring. It's really great. I love it. And and Hall being moved to the third line with Coyle is actually working. I know. Which, I guess like, it it just took more than a year. Yeah, I I don't I don't I don't understand. It's like uh, I didn't expect that to work at all. Like when I when I remember first seeing that that, that McMonkey was doing that for and going to keep trying it, I'm like, why? But uh, it's working. <laughs> that said, Zaka actually has more points on the season than Hall right now. Hall only has one more than Felino because Felino, of course, is um good now. <laughs> hey, we all believe in Uncle Nick. All of us believe in Uncle Nick. I and I love it. Let's see it happen. Look, Hall is not a checkmate. It's not a checkmate. What can you do about that? Well, not much. That game against Tampa was like, it was a real good feeling. But it did make me feel a little bit like worried about what's going to happen in the playoffs. Because if Tampa makes it to the playoffs, obviously, which is not necessarily guaranteed, but... Really, though, I mean, Tampa didn't play that good a game in general, though. It wasn't just like... Their depth's in a rough shape at this point. Yeah. And Hedman's looking human. Hedman looks human mostly because he's playing a shit ton of minutes with McDonough gone. <laughs> hey, that was a decision they made. It know? was. I I actually applaud the decision because it makes them a little bit worse. <laughs> but that's okay. They've had their time of winning. They've had so much time for with that. It's time for somebody else to get in there. Attrition comes, you know, you win that much, players all, uh, your players all go UFA because they all get too expensive, unless you, except for the couple you choose to invest in. Yep. Yep. You know, I did say something about how, like, you know, we might find out that it was uh, Andre Pilat holding the whole thing together. <laughs> Where is he now? Hmm. He's with a team that's doing He's, really well. Huh? Now, he's been injured a lot there, though. That's okay. It's just his spirit. He's manifesting for them. Just just, just his essence? Yeah. That's all. <laughs> see, that's all it really takes. I mean. Just, just the smell of his stall in the locker room keeps everyone going. <laughs> <laughs> his milkshake brings all the devils to the yard, I guess. I. <laughs> uh, it's really funny that you happen to mention his <laughs> his smell. <laughs> because that whole like you know uh that little thing that came out like a week or two ago about the uh with the Bruins where they were like uh Sofia Yerstovich was like how many sprays of cologne is too much and it turned into everybody ratting uh, ragging on uh on Jake DeBrusque for um wearing all of the cologne <laughs> uh, of course Jake wears always too much cologne that makes a lot of sense <laughs> and old Mark was like I don't want to throw anyone under the bus and she goes oh no they've already uh, Nick already said it was uh, <laughs> that it was Jake he's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> in that case screw him <laughs> no of course I will give Jake some credit he's one of the latter category of people that wear too much cologne they're just like they're not bright and they don't know better as opposed to the greasy guys. <laughs> right. right. Well, I mean, Jake said uh, said that uh, that um, that Uncle Nick liked it 
uh, and that he'd always get really close to him to smell him in a weird way. <laughs> They're so fun, this team. They're so, so fun. Anyway, yep, it was Andre Palak holding the whole team together. And then now he's gone, so they're vulnerable. So, yay, Bruins won! Then, Wednesday happened. And we have to acknowledge that the Bruins, um, lost. Yeah, they lost. It's a hard loss to be upset about. I mean, like, okay, it's, it's an ugly night. The, 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 the numbers are ugly. Swayman had a rough game. But, like, Overall, the Bruins played better. They just sometimes the breaks don't go your way, and your and your penalty kill sucks dog dick. Um, mm, that's mm. what happens. We will get into the penalty kill in a little bit, but, but let's just say you don't generally win too many games when you give up three power play goals. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. And the penalty kill has been not great for the last couple of weeks, for sure. They may have help on the way so that'll that's something we'll talk about in a little bit while a little bit a little bit later jeez man <laughs> it's late and i'm old <laughs> what more do you want from me it's not that late oh god <laughs> later here and i have an infant <laughs> all right fine um, so I guess I don't have any excuses. How about I'm just old? There we go. All right. Yeah. So the, the Bruins gave up power play goals to Reinhardt, Barkov, and oh, fucking Kachuk. I'm so sick of him already. <laughs> I'm just so sick of him. Yeah. Can he just go away? Um. So, of course... Excuse me. Was this the game where they were just getting penalized again and again and again and again? And some of the penalties were just bad. Oh, yeah. 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 Because I just remember, like, a lot of people complaining about the penalties. Like, uh, like, what the hell is that? I mean, you know, granted, I complained about penalties, too, because, like, you know, Charlie mcavoy got called for a slash the other week and i'm like that wasn't a slash or was it coil I, it was one of the charlies got called for a slash there was no slash so what the fuck but whatever three four five six seven the bruins had seven penalties called against them yep that's bad and the panthers one two three four had four two of which were double minors for high sticking um Oh yeah, Pasta lost teeth. That oh, was... he lost teeth on that one. Oh man. yeah, yeah. He... And like the McAvoy, the McAvoy hit was high too. Like that cut was right now. It was right. It was, it was right on the edge of his eye socket. <laughs> oh, just like that was just nasty and mean. Yeah, uh, Pasta lost at least a tooth. So I saw him in a, uh, I think it was post game interview on Friday, or. And he was like, you could see there was just a gap, but you couldn't, he, he doesn't open his mouth enough that you would see like the huge gap. So yeah, he lost teeth on that. I mean, he was really, really um, dripping. So he had to get off the ice, but yeah, I re now I remember that part that man, I can't believe that they did that to pasta. 
He's so, so adorable. It should be illegal. So that game also featured... Oh, no. Oh, so Frederick Henry was against... But it was against Tampa. My bad. I missed that. Yeah. Yep. It um, was. I, because I was, he, like, I was like, Frederick Henry, I'm like, so looking at wait, Smith, the first two names in the box for our Greer and Smith. I'm like, oh, nope. Nope. That was not the game that he got injured in. <laughs> no. Um, In the post game of uh, the Tampa game, when everybody was celebrating Berkey's 1,000th point, you could see he had a, an ace bandage wrapped around his chest. So it looked like it was going around his arm or his uh, his shoulder. Yeah. So he got injured in that that game. And then uh, Craig Smith, I think, got hurt in this game, in Florida's game. UBI. Um, um, no, no. Smith and Omar were both against the Canes. Are you sure about that? They both left during the game. They both left during the game against the Canes. Oh yeah, you're right. I didn't realize. Oh yeah. Okay. So Smith, yeah, Smith was against the Canes. So I'm sorry. Yeah, nobody got injured in this game other than well Charlie and Pasta, but they weren't knocked out. Yeah. So it was. Uh, God. I mean, these games are going to be nasty against Florida. Yeah, and they've got like two more, I think, right? So, because they played at the at the garden already. But anyway, the you know, walking away with uh, you know, going one and one in Florida is not terrible. So, uh, moving on to Friday, uh, you know, uh, against the Canes at home. So that was good. Canes got to wear their like home jerseys because the Bruins were in their reverse retros. Woohoo! Trying to make that bank on those. I think they look very good on the players. I don't think they would look very good. So on I saw a picture of Bergeron wearing the, uh, on a related note, sorry, the, uh, the Winter Classic kit. And the whole kit looks great. The jersey is so meh. But the kit overall is fantastic. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, because, yeah, yes, okay. that was the day that they were released. Yes, it's true. Also, the the Canes game just reiterated how much I hate the Canes. Oh, yeah. It's just such... Yeah, they're just so... It starts with the coach, too. Starts with the coach, too. Oh, they're so whiny and bratty. Yes, there we are. Yeah, I just... Oh, I just don't like them at all. And I want nothing good to happen to them. That's all. Yep, I understand it. I uh, I hate the Canes. I really do. Oh. All right, I gotta stop looking at Instagram. All right, so that Canes game, which I did not write anything down about, but we're going to talk about it. I was not sure the Bruins were going to pull out a win. I will say that. Um, They went down to nothing in the first period. And that is not, that's not terrible because this team is a third period team. Right. (laughs) So like they go down to nothing in the first period and it's not like, oh no, the sky is falling. And in fact it fell. No, no, we're fine. We're fine. But. And they were both, they were both power play goals and. Our penalty kill is 
No longer number one, I, I imagine. But uh, no. No, 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 no. Um, so... Took out. So, with Forward, they're the they had the number one PK, and since his departure and the time that he's been gone, just that period of time that he's gone, they're twentieth in the penalty kill. I saw like a stat like that. I just can't wait to get Darla's dad back. I know. All right, so the good thing is the Bruins' power play percentage is 29.3. They're second in the uh, in the league. Actually, their penalty kill percentage is 84.3, and they're second behind San Jose. So that, that 20th in the league is, like, since Forbert's been gone, but it's not the, the actual standing. So um, I just wanted to make sure I double-checked that. But they, it, they were, like, 94% at one point. And now they're down to 84%. So they've dropped like 10 points. That's not great, but Darla's dad is coming back. He's been practicing. His conditioning is fine because he's had to carry Darla up and down the stairs for months now because the elevator in his building is broken. I'm not exactly sure why the Pucks and Pup calendar isn't just all Derek and Darla, but that's another matter. I mean, if Forbert wanted to have a calendar of just 12 months of Darla, I know many people who would buy that. So the Bruins got on the board in the second period. Oh my God, the Bruins took 41 shots. Wow, that's a lot. Not in the second period, of course, but uh, Krejci. Oh, Krejci. Had himself a game. It was very nice. So Krejci got on the, the board in the second and third to tie it up. And then it had to go to overtime. And uh, Kane's um, uh, committed a penalty, so ended up going to four on three. And Pasternak scored an OT to win the game. Tying the league record for the most... Um, Home wins to start a season. It is a three-way tie. And part of the reality is apparently Montgomery usually leaves the team to their own devices during intermissions, I guess. Let's let the leadership group run the, run the room. He apparently went in there and was like, guys, like, you, you, if you win this game, this, you'll be history. And, uh, well, they did the thing. They did. And it was beautiful. The main effect. And Rod Brindamore was outraged. Oh yeah, so so the on the on the on the second Krejci goal, which was uh, called no goal on the ice, and Montgomery challenged it and had it instated. <laughs> yeah, what what were they? Uh, why was it called no goal? Felino was pushed in. Felino was pushed into uh, into Kachekov. And it was waved off as goalie interference at first. And uh, the show pretty unambiguously that he was pushed. Right, right. Okay, after the um, overtime score, their goalie seemed like was he was... Pissed. Yeah, he was like... Yeah, he threw himself a little um, uh, Rask-ass tantrum, yeah. Uh, anybody have any clue why? Or is it just like uh, he was just mad? I mean, it might have been about that. About that, it might have been about that. Um, I waved off the goalie interference call. 
but that was like you know two periods before <laughs> well yeah but like that's what that was what tied the game it was the second crazy goal not the first oh, oh okay i'm sorry the second one okay that was still more than a period away so i don't know i okay well, yeah but he hadn't lost the game yet then it's just the one that made it so he could lose the game well if... you know, all right well then he's just a fucking crybaby all right good good to know i mean that happens in sports you complain about a call from a different time of the game and then you get teed up or whatever sometimes it happens yeah yeah I just I didn't understand why where it was coming from right then and there, uh, but I apparently I guess they were they lost like three or four games in a row, so this just didn't feel great, and that's too bad because I I can't stand the Canes. Yeah, woes them. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, poor them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm having a hard time squeezing out that tear for them, but that's okay. All right, so Bruins go two and one, and this week they have more games coming up, but let's talk about some injuries. Uh, it turns out that while, oh, God, we didn't even talk about Ulmark's injury. Let's rewind. Uh, uh, Cliffy fell on Ulmark. You know, about halfway through the third. Cliffy fell on him. It, Ulmark's arm was like outstretched. I think it was his right arm. And uh, it didn't look great. So Olmark was pulled from the game. Swayman went right in. Uh, and that was uh, good, obviously, uh, to have Swayman come in and, you know, basically be lies out. So very good. We didn't know what was happening uh, with uh, Olmark. And as it turns out, he's considered day to day and he practiced today and he may start tomorrow. And uh, likewise, Frederick um, practiced today and is probably going to play tomorrow. As of yet, there's still been no call-ups. And I've said earlier in the weekend that they were going to wait because the um, P-Bruins are playing a bunch of games. And because there was some time off, they were just going to see how things played out. Yep. That makes sense. And the only guy – so the only of the three injuries from last week that hasn't played is Craig Smith. Which, which also isn't necessarily like – we want him to be healthy, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. There have been other players who have played better than him. So let's just be honest. Um, and it's sad because something happened to him and he's struggling. And uh, maybe it's just maybe he needs to think, oh, it's March and he'll get better. Yeah, someone just go into his house and change the calendar. Exactly. It's March. Just tell him that. Let's see if that makes it better. We also have Derek Forbert possibly coming back for tomorrow night's game because. Um, well, no, 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 what they were saying to the media over the weekend was Saturday. I know. So over the weekend, they were saying that Forbert might be back on Saturday. Well, they also said that after practice today, they would see if uh, he how he was feeling and if he would be in the game tomorrow. Which incidentally would be the first game because he was put on LTIR would be the first game he was even eligible to come back for. Right. 
uh, without having catastrophic capping consequences because you'd be able to come back after after less than 10 games and like you're required to that would have had um, retroactive catastrophe written all over it anyway if he comes back tomorrow one thing they're doing to prepare to make the space on the roster for him although i don't think it'll make the cap room but i could be wrong is today they put anton strawman on waivers okay i mean i mean he's a shell of himself he's not great anymore so thanks for stepping in yeah, you know, if he clears waivers, he's down in Providence. Uh oh. I have to go. <laughs> oh, you have to go go. Oh, okay. Forever. Um, I mean, Julie's been trying to get the baby to go to sleep for an hour and a half. Ooh, um, yeah. And and would like to tap out. So, um, in the remote chance I get her asleep quickly, I'll come back. In fact, I'll even leave myself set up, but uh, I wouldn't hold your breaths. <laughs> okay. All right. This is the danger of recording at night. Okay. It's been a pleasure. All right. <laughs> yeah. So Strawman uh, has not been playing super well. He can be down in Providence if he clears waivers. That is, if he doesn't just decide to force the issue and go for ter- contract termination, go to Europe or something. But which I'm not even sure he could do. But you know, players seem to do yeah. it. Yeah, uh, I like the uh, the penalty kill coming back. If the Bruins are going to take like five thousand penalties a game, or seven, they need to have somebody else out there to eat up some of that time as well, because it can't just be Lindholm and McAvoy and Carlo uh, and Cliffy. It's true, and he it's weird that we like i guarantee none of us would have been saying this at the beginning of the season but he's become kind of an important part of the defense oh forbert yeah oh no i would say that for sure because your penalty kill is very important if you're the boston bruins yeah it, i guess it is i just i guess it just it was unexpected i guess for him to like but for what he fits in here, I guess whenever when you find a system that you fit in with or guys that you play well with, I mean, it really can go well, I guess, for a player. Um, and with him, it has. Right. You know, I know that the fancy stats people don't like to look at things like block shots and whatever, but this guy, he blocks shots. Oh, yeah. So it's like, uh, and he does blo- he block shots at like good times to block shots. So... Yeah, we need this guy. We need Derek Forbert. And I know that there are people out there who are like, Derek, Derek Forbert's bad at hockey. And I'm like, no, he's just not good at the aspects of hockey that you want him to be good at. Right? So, yeah. Is he going to score all the goals? Nope. Is he going to have a huge pile of assists? Nope. That's Those are not the things that he does. It's not to say he can't move the puck, but he's not going to move the puck as well as like Lindholm or McAvoy or Grizzlick, Right? Or even Cliffy at times. So, you know, he has a different skill set. And guess what? We found out it's very useful. Definitely, definitely very useful. And the Bruins don't need him to score goals or facilitate assists. Any Anything that he provides offensively is um, is just a, the cherry on top of everything. Exactly. It, it, it's his... The meat and potatoes of his game 
is just stop block keeping the puck from going in the in the net. That's really what it is. Keeping the puck from going in the net. At all costs. You could put Carlo and Forbert on the ice for two minutes of penalty kill and they'll do it. Right? So that that's what you need. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that Forbert's coming back. You know, I actually, I really, I like his personality. He's, he, we don't deserve him is what I'm trying to say. He's like kind of shy and he, but he's funny and he's smart, but he's quiet. So all those things are great, and then and he, he plays he plays hard and stuff. He's kind of the perfect and he he's the perfect player, um, to become a fan favorite in Boston. Exactly, and he is a fan favorite. Oh my god, absolutely. People like people have really latched on to Darla, and he even in that one article that uh, Connor Ryan wrote, he's basically like, oh no, people want to take pictures with Darla. And they want me to take the picture. <laughs> I mean, there it is. <laughs> At least if I ran into him, I'd get a picture with all of them. Okay? I'd get somebody else to take the picture. Like my husband. <laughs> my husband doesn't want to be in that picture. But that's okay. Look forward to Forbert coming back. I don't like it when he gets hurt. Just like I don't like, I don't like it when any of anybody gets hurt. And I especially don't like it when my defensemen get hurt. So that's bad. No, yeah. It's bad, but I'm I'm glad he's on the mend. I'm glad he'll be back soon. And hopefully it fixes the uh, issues that the uh, penalty kill have had. Right, right. It should be more solid pen, uh, penalty kill. I mean, think about it. If you're asking this uh, the same defenseman to go out, play even strength, power play and then uh penalty kill that's tough right oh granted it's like it's only lindholm and mcavoy who are uh doing the power play stuff but that's all three assets uh, facets of the game and you know we're looking at 23 to 25 minutes a night not to say that they can't do that they're the top two guys right even if they're not on the top pairing the top two guys and that's a lot you you need to spread it out a little bit more. Guys get tired or you want to use them in other aspects where they're more useful. So yeah, I, I'm glad he's coming back. Now, another thing that's really interesting is I read the, um, there was an article by Fluto in The Athletic about how Marshy is, uh, he's a little bit disappointed in his play so far, even though, you know, he's racked up a, a good amount of points in uh eight fewer games than anybody else on the team and you know he's struggling at doing like even strength scoring and basically what his just it just was like well i came back early um and when the things it, while i feel healthy and i feel good i my conditioning isn't there yet which is curious and he said if he had just waited to come back his conditioning would still be uh, a problem through like December and January. He didn't want that. So he decided to come back early when he could, when he was medically cleared. And he's like, I'm going to get the in-game conditioning. It's just, you know, it takes a little time. So I thought that was a really yeah. interesting way, uh, a piece of insight, I guess we'll say. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to get. I mean, the only way to get in-game conditioning is to play the game. So I see where he's coming from, where coming back 
um, sooner once he's medically cleared so he can get that in-game conditioning. So in theory, you know, he's, you know, he's firing on all cylinders, you know, the second half of the season, which is what you want. So that's all you really need him to do um, at this point is, you know, hope for the uh, surge of the second half of the season. But with hockey and other sports, hockey is different from some sports where when you come back from an injury, they don't generally, you don't have the AHL um, games to play. You don't play AHL games a lot of the time as like a, as a rehab assignment. You don't get a lot of a rehab assignments in the NHL, something that's really popular in baseball. They always have rehab assignments. Um, And I think, if the NHL would utilize that more, maybe that would have helped him. I think that would be great. Uh, they do do it very occasionally. But it's like, right. why do you have a development league if you're not going to have the emergency loan for like rehab purposes? Exactly. You know, because I think that that's a great thing to do with your development league, which the NHL is, right? I mean, I guess you could argue it's not a development league. It's It's kind of a development league slash just professional league right uh that's just one tier lower but right but its purpose is to feed players into boston and stuff like that so i mean i I think that the nhl should utilize rehab assignments more like in baseball um a lot of times if a player comes back from a significant injury he won't he won't just rehab in like one level he'll multiple levels he'll start at like single a move up to double a and then after a few games move up to triple a and then okay you're good to play in the majors now like i think that that utilizing your minor league system like that is um beneficial and the celtics sometimes do it uh with the main celtics uh their uh g league affiliate so i just think teams should utilize it more often it's there use it like it's it's meant to help you it's it's there to help your professional hockey team use it right 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 i agree i agree they should do that they should listen to us we're full of good ideas i think so i i wonder how much of it um because i know i wonder how much of it is travel issues that's part of me wonders i know traveling minor league baseball isn't glorious they use the buses and stuff like that but um i wonder how much of it is a travel issue where nhl players you're used to traveling a certain way if you're rehabbing from injury you don't necessarily want to travel with on on an ahl uh travel plan which is basically like buses to everywhere Yep, you know what? Uh, well, one, lots of them have probably done that, but two, maybe you just don't play them on the road games. That's you could do that. Yep, you just play them at at the home arena. That way, it's like, let's say Brad Marchand had done rehab down in in uh in Providence to play some games to get up to conditioning. Um, he could just drive from Boston, literally. To it's like less than an hour. True. So it's not a big deal. Yeah, like he could he could drive down, play home games, and then when Providence is on the road, be in Boston and be able to skate at Warrior. Right. Exactly. Exactly. See, we're full of good ideas. Listen to us. We are. 
Also, dog hockey in the Definitely. AHL game. Yes, yes. Uh, All-Star game, I should say, not AHL game. All-Star game. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I thought th- that was a really interesting thing to uh, to talk about um, with regards to, to Marshy because he's he knows that he's he could be better. Although I'm like, man, you're not doing bad right now, buddy. But yeah, we all know that yeah. you're better. I mean the the reality of it too is 80% marshy is probably better than anything they would have put out there anyway so allowing him to get the minutes now is a good thing yeah remember a couple of like when he scored 100 points he said he was at 80% then he got the sports hernia surgeries that he needed there was like dual hernia or something and then yeah. he was like he didn't score as many points but man he was so good so i just uh I, I look forward to when Bergie, uh, not Bergie, when, when Marshy is like 100%. It's going to be scary. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, the, if once once he's firing on all cylinders, cause I've, I, and I feel like that with probably most of the guys who are injured, like McAvoy's playing well, but I expect him to start playing, have the same issue. I mean, he's he's a workhorse, plays a ton of minutes, so he plays more minutes than Marchand usually so he probably will get to the conditioning a little quicker um he also didn't have hip surgery so it was a different injury different injuries take different time and things like that we know um but I imagine all the guys who came back from injury mid at the beginning of the season will probably start getting like their feet under them and like completely playing at 100% around the same time and that's going to be scary yeah if you think about it though um the injuries that Grizz and uh, McAvoy had are comparable to what uh, what Marshy had on one side. You know what I mean? Marshy had both True. hips done. Uh, but basically, we're talking about the same kind of joints, just uh, some different wear and tear issues. So uh, as defensemen, you know, they've probably been skating pretty well for a while but it's like it's you know the in-game conditioning is a little bit different than just skating and practicing and also you know just the ability to uh to move that shoulder around to take shots that's uh that's their big issue yeah and and i imagine too with um grizz and mcavoy um like yeah their their shoulder was um, immobile for a little while and stuff like that, but they were still able to move around and do certain things. So it's harder when you have both hips. Like you can you can walk, but you're you're not walking very fast. He went to that wedding in Italy, and he, he did, did crazy things. He danced. He was he tearing he, up a rug. He dove off of cliffs. You know, he he, he was having a good time. He was feeling pretty good. He was just not in hockey shape yet, but you know, I was pretty surprised that he was able to do some of that stuff. So, um, not far removed. Uh, so, so, uh, after so little time, uh, of, re- of recovery, I guess we'll say, but that's okay. I guess, you know, when you're happy, yeah, you get through these things faster. So also world-class athletes, man, their, their ability to heal is insane yep and the crew behind them that's that's helping them amazing yeah because they all thank uh their rehab people so yeah there's a reason why you build up good staff and you keep them retained 
get you through these injuries faster. I will say that about the Bruins. Despite, um, you know, dealing with injuries with a lot of players over the years, they seem to do really well with the rehab process. Mm-hmm. Um, which is positive, because not every team can say that. Although, um, yeah. Although it's like, it seemed to take a while for them to, just, to figure out what they need to do with John Moore. You know? Well, yeah. Um, so... That was the one miss, but uh, he's uh, no longer with the team, so it's not anything to worry about now. That is true. Bjork was another one that kind of had a tough time, but... Yeah, he had two different shoulder injuries, the same shoulder. Yeah, back-to-back years. Now he's playing in Rochester with the Americans. Uh, Well... If you can't make it with Buffalo, man. Yeah, it's true. There was I mean, no way that you were making it here. And I'm not saying that Buffalo's like terrible. I'm just saying that, um, you know, the Bruins are a different tier right now from, from Buffalo. That's all. Yeah, for sure. He's one of those what ifs for me in terms of the injury history. Uh, just like what would have happened had he not gotten hurt. Those, I think that the injuries really delayed his timeline and hurt him a lot and I wonder what would have happened um, had he not gotten hurt because he played in his, like before getting hurt he played well in Providence in college he was a Hobie Baker finalist I mean he was good he had talent just sometimes it's not the right time or place or whatever things happen and sometimes the talent looks good in these different places but it's just not NHL caliber. It's true too. All right. Anything else that you have you want to talk about with the Bruins? Um, no, I'm just really happy with how they're playing. And, you know, I really, it's hard not to like Jim Montgomery, man. He's I really like him a lot. I really enjoy his style of play. I like, uh, his co- press conferences when he speaks. Um, it's just, I think he's a I think he was, the perfect choice. I mean, I know it's easy to say that being 18 and three or whatever, but <laughs> I really do think it was the best choice they could have made. Yeah. Look, I, I have begrudgingly come over to the side of, they needed somebody new, uh, that Bruce had somehow become stale and, Oh, well, hello, Jeff. Yeah, I didn't expect to become, I did not expect to be coming back either, but, uh, um, the baby changed hands and she fell asleep within about a minute. And then I gave, then I gave her 11 or so to, uh, you know, seal the deal. Oh, and Tuka's back. Tuka's happy that you're back. <laughs> oh, was that a purr? It was a purr. Oh my God. Let's hear that purr. She's so happy. Oh, such a good girl. Even though you said she's a pain in the butt. So, Jeff, uh, Tim was also just telling us about how happy he is about the Bruins. And I was saying that I reluctantly agree that Bruce needed to go. The vibes are all different now. 
Yeah. Through the um, roof. Coaches have expiry dates, you know. <sighs> to, to an extent, it makes you wonder, is like, was, was Claude kept around way too fucking long? Well, yeah. Like, Claude probably should have been fired the same time Chia was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would have fought that at the time, too. Because I don't know any better, but now I'm I'm learning. Yeah, but then do we hit Bruce's expiration date quicker, and then we don't have the opportunity to hit Jim Montgomery? No, the other question is, would he, what would Sweeney have gone gone with Bruce right away, or would we yeah. ended up with like head coach head coach um, uh, you know Sacco? Oh God, no, no. Or God forbid, ended up with a vacancy at a point in time when Tortorella was was available. And like, love Torts, but don't want him ever coaching any team that I support. You mean Black Bear Green? Oh, local boy! Oh! <laughs> I myself, I I mean, <laughs> I know that it would be complete chaos if he became the Bruins head coach. But there's part of me that would love to see that. Just. Just because I embrace, I mean, you might just like straight up knife um, uh, um Hags, which would probably be all right. <laughs> oh man, he yeah, he and Hags. Oh, that would have been a battle of the ages. Maybe we should talk about the games that are coming up. Yes. Uh, so this week we start off the week that's tomorrow. That would be uh, November 29th, seven p.m. Eastern time at the Garden against Tampa. <laughs> who's coming off a win against calgary but also had just lost five in a row or something like that oh too bad yeah i know i'm so i'm so upset for them yeah anyway <laughs> um followed that up with another home game on saturday december 3rd against colorado Ooh, that'll be a big test it will. Will it? Because I thought Colorado was playing kind of stinky. They had been. They're sort of coming. They've been rally, rallying a bit more recently. Um, they are still only third in their uh, in in the central right now. But uh, it's still Colorado. The Colorado. Colorado usually uh, plays Boston well. Yeah, it's it's Dallas, Winnipeg, Colorado, but they're like pretty close at twenty eight, twenty seven, and twenty five points. Okay, Winnipeg's not for real. No, right? no, no. That's just that's just that, 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 that's just some Rick some Rick bonus paint drying uh, action going on there. And Connor Hellebuck remember and Connor Hellebuck remembering that he's Connor Hellebuck, which he seemed to have forgotten last year. Well, I can understand why he doesn't remember that because he does look like Satan. He does look like Satan. He yeah. does. He looks like Satan. Can we just all admit that? Like if. If you drew out a picture of Satan, that's what he would look like. It would be Connor Hellebuck, but with cloven hooves, yes. Right. And some horns. Although I'm not sure yeah. he doesn't actually have the horns. They might be there. Yeah, I'm assuming he doesn't have cloven hooves. I feel like goat feet wouldn't fit well into hockey skates. True. True. Well, I mean, I've never seen his feet, so I can't say. Mm-mm. But, uh, yeah. And why don't you tell us about Monday's game? Because we will not have a we'll have this podcast out but we will not have the next one out yes um and then on monday that is december 5th 
They will be playing at home against Vegas. So Cassidy game uh, at the Garden. Now I know that I have very publicly been on the record saying that I want Cassidy to come in and stomp the Bruins. I no longer feel that way. I don't feel that way. I'm not. No, as I angry. actually want all the. I want all of the various players that have since come out as having been unhappy to all like like just just go to fucking town. Oh wow. Oh, I want I want a Jake hat trick. I want I want multiple a multiple assist game for Carlo. I want I want Felino to 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 throw down a Gordy Howe. <laughs> Am I missing anyone? Uh, oh, I want Clifton to like I want Clifton to play twenty five minutes and give up zero goal and have zero goals against. Like I could go on. I think I think I covered most of them though. Do you think there should be any glove malfunctions? That's no. I mean, he wasn't that much of a dick to him. I don't think. But hmm. do you think he'll get a standing ovation? I mean, like he did a lot of good for this team. He ought to. I think he should because he brought us to the final. His his, his time was done, but that doesn't change what happened before that. Yeah, and again, I agree. you know what? And again, the team. Management recognized that this time was done before it really showed on the ice, right? So, yeah, which uh, that's rare. <laughs> I still don't like how they did it, but well, yeah, I don't uh, like. We, we, I don't, yeah, I don't like a lot of how Don does anything. So, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, there we go. Um, yeah, no. So, uh, look, I'm I'm not that uh, uh, per. Uh, I, look, I don't feel that way uh, necessarily. I want the Bruins to win. Solid win. That's all I want. Um, beat the Vegas Golden Knights. That's good. So what do we think about our uh, predictions this week, guys? Two and one for these three games. And I think the one's going to be Colorado. All right. I think a lot of players are going to bring the heat against Bruce, so I don't think they're going to lose against Vegas. I am going to go to Owen one. That's what I was going to say. And where's the OTL? And, and where's your OTL? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's going to be Colorado. All right, Tim, you're going to do two Owen one. What are you saying? I say 2-0-1. I think it's Colorado, but I don't think it's an overtime loss. I think it's a shootout loss. I was going to ask my VA if you were calling that, if you if it was going to be an, o- an OT or shootout, but, you know, they count the same on the board. But <laughs> Not in the HL. Um, I, I'm just going to keep it with an OTL. Okay. Look, um, I think that the – I'm not confident enough to say 3-0. Right, and I don't think they're going to get a regulation loss. Uh, last year they beat Colorado like twice, I think. So maybe I should change it from Colorado to another one. Did they beat Colorado twice, or was that one of the two, one of the Rask games, and they got lost and they lost horribly? All right. Well, they they at least I beat like them once. Split, I feel like yeah, I think they had a split decision against. against all right, against all right. The so they they year. okay, they beat the Avs actually in Colorado. I think that was the big thing. All right. So all right. You know what? I feel confident with saying Colorado then. It's, but I think it's an overtime loss. I don't think it's a regulation loss. So at least they get a point out of it. 
the the Bruins have not played to an overtime loss this season, so uh, this will be interesting. <laughs> In fact, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it was like I was giving like some real knowledge and like ESPN just back, backed it up, you know, with the alert. Oh, wow. The Celtics are absolutely just tearing apart the Michael Jordan, Charlotte Hornets. Michael Jordan. Yeah, he's what? part owner of the team. Oh, I didn't know that. Or, yeah, I think he's either owner or G. No, I don't think he's GM or president. I think he's part owner. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. I don't know much about Michael Jordan. I'm just going to admit it. Um, okay, so yeah, we'll ask Nick at some point, and of course, you as the listeners have every right and ability to come in and uh, tell us what you think. Last week, we did have people, listeners, who uh, who answered the call. We had. We had Jason M say that he thought it was three and O or three goalie hugs. Of course, he like I was wrong, but that's okay. We had uh, uh, Adam Ramage say they threw they were going to be three and O until they showed any reason not to. Um, again, we were both wrong, but that's okay. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened. So uh, yeah. So basically, I love it. Everybody come in. Tell me what you think. Uh, I'll post another thing this week. We'll we'll talk about it. That'll be good. All right. Also sad for Adam Ramage, the uh, Socceroos, um, Australia in the World Cup. They lost to France, which was sad. I was rooting for them. They beat Tunisia, I think. And then they have a game against Denmark. We'll see if they can make it on their own. I'm rooting for them. All right. Well, that's good. Thank you for, for that. I, I'm yes. not keeping up on that stuff, so that's good. And losing to France, ugh. They're good. It stinks, but they're good. But I think I think uh, Australia opened up that game like with the first goal, and they were up one nothing. And I was like, oh, let's go. And then they lost four to one. So like, I mean, they tried, but I'm sure. I think when the game started. It was like in the middle of the night for him there in Australia. So, oof, that's tough. That's tough. All right, Jeff. Well, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Um, follow us on Facebook. We're at Barely on Topic Podcast, and of course, follow us on Twitter. I, for one, am at Doctor Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A Richardson. And I am at why isn't Darla on all of the pages of the Pox and Pups calendar? I really need to know. Plus, I also need to get a calendar. But like, but like also like, but Winnie Carlo. <gasps> I know. I know. But, you know, she's taking a little bit of a back seat because of, you know, the actual human child who never smiles. I mean, like my birder makes understands the experience. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but we. You know, Winnie is a a bulldog and, uh, you know, having a dog that is part bulldog. I I understand uh, what she is all about. (laughs) Oh, dot uh, dot com dot com. Also known as FDA from from R.I. Also, Nick is at Nick Baggio. If you want to give him 
a shout too. Yeah, if you want to Baggio him. Oh. I really, I'm waiting for for Bic Naggio. I can't wait for that account to happen. Oh, hello, Tuca. <laughs> hello, Tuca. She looks so tiny. I mean, she is a very small cat. All right, Tim. Word.